Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Let's talk about UNRWA because, you know, you lot can't be trust, trusted to talk about Taylor Swift. I know that. Sean Sachs is a senior researcher at NGO Monitor. Sean, I'm not asking your view on Taylor Swift. Definitely not, unless you want to share it with us. No, I prefer to keep my views on Taylor Swift very private. Thank you okay, very much. Okay, fine. No, that's and that's where they should be. Right. Let's talk about let's talk about UNRWA because, uh, of course, the South African uh, groupthink mob are outraged because UNRWA is being uh, defunded. Well, even if it's temporarily, uh, nobody, of course, mentioning in the, in the South African context what's gone on. Uh, but uh, what has gone on? Okay, so the story goes that UNRWA, the United Nations Workers' Relief Organization, is a unique refugee agency that was set up specifically for the Palestinians right after the end of Israel's War of Independence. So it's very important to understand that this is a very unique UN body, and it was specifically established separate from all other refugee agencies, and unlike every other organ, refugee agency, specifically the United Nations Refu- High Council Refugi- Refugees, whose job it is is to resettle and help refugees in other countries, UNRWA was established particularly to make sure that Palestinians remain refugees, remain reliant on aid, perpetually, forever. Right. So that's important to understand. And in order to maintain this perpetual refugee agency it requires massive amounts of funding billions of dollars a year and the majority of the funding comes from western countries if you just look at the for example almost 30 percent of the funding comes from the united nation from the united states another 20 percent of the funding uh, comes from the european union from great britain from canada etc 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 and it is a massive if a a massive agency that employs thousands of people with the role of maintaining perpetual status of refugees for Palestinians. And what happened is for years, Israel is saying this is a corrupt body. It is superfluous. It maintains a false refugee agency. It makes Palestinians perpetually reliant on international aid. And worse than all of this is this entire facade continually supports education against Israel, and encourages terrorism. And what we discovered, not only to our shock and horror, but unfortunately it was almost a given, that a dozen um, UNRWA employees, including teachers and social workers and maintenance managers, were themselves actively involved in the October 7th massacre. They were, by day, they were working as teachers or UNRWA representatives, and they were training and they carried out the murder of Jews on October 7th. And UNRWA had for years denied that there was, they had any wrongdoing. And finally, when the intelligence from Israel and from other agencies was so overwhelming, they finally said, oh yes, well, we'll carry out an investigation. And many, many international organizations like the, the United States and EU finally said, enough is enough. And they cut funding to UNRWA. Yeah. So the the, so and, that's the background. and and clearly other countries are convinced. I mean, we've seen New Zealand, we've seen Japan, we've seen Estonia, Lithuania. Like it's country after country. Italy. Uh, there's there's clearly little doubt uh, to them 
as to how serious this is. Absolutely. And I'll explain, I'm, I'm sure your next question is going to be, why is South Africa in doubt? Well, the answer is quite simple. It's two th- there's two major aspects to this. One, South Africa has no skin in the game. South Africa doesn't donate millions and millions and millions to UNRWA. Mm. It doesn't shell out huge amounts of taxpayer money to the superfluous waste of money. And two, and this is very relevant to our current South African government, all of those Western countries that donate to UNRWA have accountability to their taxpayers. They have to answer to their electorate and say, we, will, we refuse to waste millions of dollars and give money to terrorists, so we're stopping the funding. And unfortunately, accountability and wasting taxpayers' money is not something that the current South African government is well known for. Yeah, well, that's exactly, and it uh, certainly uh, doesn't uh, doesn't pay much attention to it at all. The way this is going, what's likely to happen? Will UNRWA, I know that there's a push to disband UNRWA, as it should be, given the fact that there's no reason it can't, uh, the Palestinian refugees can't fall under other agencies within the United Nations like all others do. Uh, But uh, will that that be successful? Because it does seem as though, to some extent, the United Nations is doubling down on their protection of UNRWA. Um, So, yes. The United Nations will always double down on its protection because it has to maintain this facade. It has to encourage this this bloated budget. It needs to maintain uh, the reason that it supports so many thousands of people and employs so many thousands of people. And it needs to maintain the facade of why this superfluous, useless agency is still around. So obviously the, uh, the UN itself is going to double down. Um, and unfortunately, I think over time we'll see that many nations will will uh, relent and start certain amounts of funding. But I think this is an incredible opportunity to get the ball rolling to make sure that at the very least, the starting with the fact that the United Nations for so long ignored the problems with UNRWA, now they have to actually take action. And the, or- the organization needs to start with significant reform, needs to start wasting so much money, needs to stop just a massive employment of useless individuals and even worse needs to stop just turning a blind eye to the fact that they're employing hundreds if not thousands of terrorists and their families and over time many of its donors will start demanding answers why has this happened year after year after year and why did the United Nations itself even though they claimed that they would take action why did they spend so many years not taking action and encouraging this to, this problem to persist yeah, and, and, and that's, really, that's really the issue because there's no doubt that the United Nations has, has blood on their hands and uh, they clearly don't want this to go very much further because I would imagine it's not going to stop it, UNRWA. And, and that becomes the problem. Once UNRWA is so clearly tainted, well, what happens to the so-called Human Rights Council and then what happens to the, uh, you know, so, so it'll go, which, which of course is, is very problematic for the United Nations. Well, also, not only that, it goes back also to South Africa and the ICJ hearing. If you look at the judgments handed down, the interim judgments handed down uh, last week by many of the judges, much of their evidence comes from UNRWA, comes from UNRWA employees, comes from UNRWA officials, and from human rights officials who are all connected to UNRWA. So this entire facade, this entire bubble will fall apart when people realize UNRWA is a tainted, organization that employs terrorists 
that is intricately, intricately involved in the massacre of Israelis is highly corrupt and should have been disbanded many, many decades ago. Mm, mm. Uh, that is where we leave it absolutely right. There's no doubt that this is that this is where it needs to go. Sean Sachs, senior researcher at NGO Monitor, joining us this morning to talk about UNRWA, the corruption and their alliance.